Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Uh, I like these mornings where we're, we're not. We're, fra- we're just like fresh out of bed. <laughs> Fresh out of bed, I've spoken to precisely no one but you so far. <laughs> Words do not come easily. Um, you know, Andrea, because you've had clients and mostly have been able to work and yeah. keep your workflow and your social skills going, <laughs> I'm having trouble. I was talking with our new neighbors and doing like weird averting my eyes and being shy and not oh. knowing what to say. And they were like, what oh. do you do? And I was like, nothing. Like, you I, like Then you like ran back in the house with your arms flailing in the air. Truly. <laughs> I, you know, and please, I'm the first to do the coy sort of like, well, I sort of work in entertainment, you know. <laughs> and this time around, I was like, I... <laughs> I just do dishes. Yeah, like pure existential crisis mode. Oh. Simple questions about your life. <laughs> yeah, those are. I was just like, don't you guys want to talk about the vaccine some more? Yeah, you guys want to do some vax talking? Vax talking? <laughs> I know. I realize that's like a really tough question. Um, like, so what do you do? And it's like, what do you mean? I've been in quarantine for over a year. Anyways, this but. is what I do. I sit here all day. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> yeah. Also, please touch me. Welcome to Sidework Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Andrea Wallace. Yes, and I'm your other host, Brooke Van Poplin. Welcome to another week as we get closer to getting out there. <laughs> uh, I mean, we're I mean, we went to a bar. We yeah. went to yeah, we, we went to the Fable and it was glorious. I had a great time. Like a week ago, you know, because it's sort of like we are frozen in time. We have seen each other for the entirety of this quarantine. And uh-huh. Tom was like the last person I saw before, yeah. I, before I blinked and lost a year of my life. Yeah. So it was easy to talk to you guys, you know, but anything outside of that reality, it, I'm just like, oh, don't look at me. I'm from the other time. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't know that that was before times, Brooke, you know, and yeah. But there are I articles, there are articles coming out saying that, like, feeling socially awkward, you're not the only one, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And same thing with, like, not ready just to get back out there because you're too scared you're going to die. Totally cool. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you're fully vaxxed and science is backing your, you know, yeah. positive outcome and everything. It's just going to take a lot, man. And I And we should all absolutely just be aware of it for each other you know right right have you you know like 
if you are capable of having having empathy this last 14 months gonna gotta lean into it even more you know yeah and yeah we're all just gonna be saying and doing weird things in public yeah i think part of growing up is like seeing someone else's perspective like and not getting defensive like generally so right like everybody's gotta like grow up quick when it comes to this right yeah (laughs) yep And I've got like two major milestones happening today and tomorrow. I agreed to do stand up and entertain um, basically a staff of healthcare workers on the East Coast. So I know, I know, but over Zoom, um, which I refuse to do this entire time to do any (laughs) comedy over Zoom. So I'm coming out of retirement and then going right back in. Um, But I'm... (laughs) literally shaking in my boots about entertaining people over Zoom in six hours from now. And then I'm going to be hanging out with a five-year-old. I'm going Whoa. to see my niece. Oh, it's Miss Sage, little Miss yeah. Sagey. Yep. That's great. I That's know. That's so awesome. I know. I'm super excited. So big, big steps. Next time we talk, I think I'll have some a progress report on my, oh, good. On my social good, skills. Good, good, good. Um, well, update. I've been solo all week because Brian went to Maryland to see his family. So it's I've happening. Been- I've been I I cleaned up my diet on on, as of Sunday prior (laughs) prior to that I was just like I guess I'll eat another burrito like Mm. laying not laying down but still I was like eat it then immediately lay down like (laughs) it's it's fine I feel like I'm almost having like a few last hurrahs of quarantine where it's like I sort of started getting my life together but then I'm like you know this like life of leisure is going to be over soon so let's have pizza four times this week I know I'm you know it's actually been harder for me to stay on task with like diet and exercise since I've been working so much quite honestly sure like but that's um that's life you always feel like you have to give something up to you know absolutely Absolutely. I'm sort of missing like the hustle and bustle of like running my ass off in a restaurant where you can barely get a meal in and you you got like 20,000 steps during that shift. And oh, yeah, that's what I I mean, that's what I do at work. I just I do sit on my ass because I sit in a chair all day and work, which like kills my hips. But like when I'm done with an 11 hour day at work, I feel exactly like I did after working like a double or a crazy night shift, like waiting tables. I just totally. my body has that those like heavy sighs that you keep letting out (laughs) (laughs) after your shift is over (sighs) oh my god well what is this viral candy toilet video i I don't know what this is oh god well (laughs) all right I'm going to send you to look at it. It, it got the it got the world in an uproar late last week. But basically, this video was going around of a woman having some sort of, you know, get together, you know, covid safe, small gathering. But she comes off like an influencer doing these like really crafty, <laughs> you know, like food hacks or whatever. And I immediately felt shame of like being on a show for four years that was like all about life hacks. And even I was like, I don't think we would even stoop that low. Like I had a moment. But basically she makes punch in a toilet bowl that she claims to have cleaned out. (laughs) And so she's emptied the toilet tank up top and the toilet bowl itself and she clogs it. So if you haven't seen this, you have to just go check Oh no, out. I'm looking at the clog part. Oh God. So I think her, it's called the Anna show. Like if you just Google the Anna show um, toilet punch, it'll, it'll pop up. But basically 
she fills it with ice, then puts like two gallons of sherbet ice cream on top right. of the ice and covers it with gummies, then fills the toilet tank with sodas like Fanta and some sour candy. And then is like, okay, so here's the magic part of it is when no. I, she, right. She's like, when I flush, <laughs> the punch is going to come through the receptacle and mix it all up. Yes. So I remember Sean and I were watching it together and we just both were like, I I don't know what to feel like, you know, it's like we've been through enough through this quarantine, you know, and we felt kind of so long story short, everyone went crazy. There's like the camp of people who are like, damn, that looks good. I hate to admit it. I would have a glass. (laughs) And then obviously like people who were just like, I think you killed my last bit of, you know, hope (laughs) for the world. Um, But it was a prank. Which I was like, it has to be. I mean, I know that there are these videos of all these very like virtuous, weirdo, bored housewives like all over the country. You know, did you see the video of like the woman making like nachos on a table? Like she covered the whole thing. Like this is all just going back to like we want plates. Let's admit it. I know. I know. Which (laughs) I, I some of you have done your due diligence and you checked out we want plates and you've been messaging us about us about it and you're also mad which is but like but like the thing with this woman though is we're like oh it's a spoof like but she's not funny and honestly like like if you're a parody account I just expect like a little bit of comedy instead she like pissed everyone off and horrified them I was like that's not parody this was a prank yeah yeah I I think like the funny part of like the toilet would be like if it keeps running at a party and it's really annoying you keep having to like jiggle the handle you know things like that could be funny but remember like way back a thousand years ago we did like I think nostalgia restaurants and there was the Taiwanese place that serves everything in little toilets like <laughs> I mean we're all nostalgic for that obviously aren't we are I'm we re- I mean I'm really like gearing up to get out there and get that toilet juice which is just what COVID is it's just another nickname oh. for COVID oh god <laughs> toilet juice um yeah well I don't know but it so I, I think there are people who are doing it in a funny way doing the spoofs you know we're like a, um, a food network star basically got everyone riled up she's like today I'm gonna make a traditional midwest salad and she just mixed popcorn with mayonnaise and uh. everybody got so fucking pissed they're like midwest food is a lot more complicated and nuanced than that and I'm like is it though is it though well the popcorn anyway we don't have to get I know into we don't have this. to get into that can be a whole topic but um <laughs> But okay, toilet punch lady, it was fake. But definitely go uh definitely go check it out so you can feel all sorts of horrifying feelings for a few minutes. <laughs> or if you yourself have any stories about toilet punches, whether you put things in toilet or something destroyed you <laughs> and you had to punch the toilet with your butthole. Oh wait, oh, we've done that before. No. More bathroom stories is what I'm saying. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if this if this uh, jiggles a memory loose. <laughs> okay, anyways, send us a story. A 
Okay, real quick, not a whole lot to talk about uh, about the podcast or the network just yet, other than we are all available now on Pandora. Ooh. If for some reason you listen to Pandora. <laughs> 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 Let's really sell ourselves. I just, I'm just a Spotify where you can also find us. You can find us everywhere, but Pandora is the newest one, which is fancy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's cool. I mean, maybe I'm just thinking of like what kind of music would then inspire someone to listen to Cyborg oh, I Podcast, know. you know? That well, what a fun I'm, game. Yeah. What I like is that you do like get an algorithm that would be like your favorite podcasts, you know, like all clumped into one and kind of like a whole roulette of like which episode from which one of my favorite podcasts is going to play next. That's what yeah. I think is fun. Right. Um. Well, let's jump into some headlines, shall we? Let's do it, man. All right, so first headline today out of Chicago. Oh, boy, from Second City. If they haven't been under enough fucking scrutiny in the past year, I tell you what, this place. Uh, all right, so Second City sold um, to a private equity firm. And so in based out of New York, and in doing such, they have fired their entire night staff. Um, that has waited out the pandemic mm, to God. be able to come back to work. And specifically, this Chicago Tribune story leans uh, into John Kramer, who was a staple. He was a bartender at the Second City since 1981. That's 40 fucking years, Brooke. Um, you know, you and I being, you know, having met in Chicago and cut our teeth, like doing improv and comedy there. I know so many people who have worked at Second City, fucking been bussers and hosts and dishwashers and servers. And John Kramer was there the whole time. Not only that, like talk about a 40 year span, like how many people he saw like be servers and bussers. Like, right. Jordan, and I think Jordan Peele was a host. Stephen Colbert was a waiter, you know. Um, so he's part of this institution like anybody else. And this company just came in and fucking fired everybody. I mean, that's just, to me, even doing that to someone who had been loyal for five or ten years, like, that is really, truly someone giving you their loyalty. There are a lot of places you can go work in Chicago, and there there are also other really fantastic comedy theaters, and to have your loyalty uh, to the comedy theater itself and then also to working there and being part of that experience and being that consistent person. Cause you know, it's like the, the students, the players, the main stage, it, it it's, they all love the bartenders. And sometimes like we would see like at IO or improv Olympic, the bartenders were also performers and yeah. people on stage will throw to the bartender to do bits there. They can get in on it. It's yes. this very magical, immersive. They're not just your, bartender slinging drinks they are they are also a performer and part of the whole second city experience absolutely and obviously there's a reason why he stayed there for as long as he did um so the new owners are outsourcing to a catering company i know god Um, damn which is almost like uh, a little 
cuts it cuts even deeper a little bit. Like obviously the 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 company, which is a local Chicago company. Um, I'm not blaming them, but of course, like I'm sure all these new like servers, especially if they're just like cater waiters coming in, are going to be looked at like scabs, which which sucks, right? Like oh. for everybody fucking involved. Um, but after a big backlash through all of this, the company was like and it, they were basically like, if you want your job back, you have to like reapply for it, which is fucked up, right? They're like, sorry, you're fired. You can come back, but you have to get in line with everybody else. Um, <laughs> but um, so after a big upward, they were like, okay, well, we'll leave it. We'll stop like the hiring process. We'll put it on hold. So you guys have seven days. We'll give you one week to apply first. But uh. I don't think that gives anybody like a heads up other than like, you can just put in your application before anybody else. So Kramer's fucking done. Like he's like, I would sure. never in a million years go back, but it's just like, <laughs> well, uh. and, and, there, and there's a life lesson right there. Knowing when to just pack it up and hang on to your dignity. Um, you know, it's, it's sad that he gave that much, but he can look back on it as a legacy. And it just really is a bummer that even these, like, it, it's not that the whole institution went down. It survived the pandemic, but then made, I think, a selfish and shitty choice. 100%. And that's what's really sad, is not yeah. looking out for the people who've been by your side this entire well, time. They they do kind of keep failing over there at the Second City. <laughs> well, like, I'm not, you I'm know, not they up need on the to update. News. Well, they need to update their model. Okay. Like a bunch of... Um, uh, black performers called them out real hard last year about making it an unsafe, not cool space for people. Any diversity, like it was a Gross. big thing. Um, so there was more, you know, a lot of stuff keeps happening over there at Second City. But like, ugh, ugh. corporate fucking comedy factory machine shit. Like that's what it has become, in my opinion. Bummer. And obviously, it was always about making the money. But now you've just made it like ev even more fucking. No, thank you. You know. Boo. And that was Boo. Andrea's rant on the city of Chicago, the comedy scene, and also <laughs> bars and restaurants that have gone corporate. No, I know. I, I think that's that's just, yeah. I was like, are headlines sad this week? A little bit. Moving on. Um, <laughs> no, this one just popped up. Uh, I guess over the weekend, this was in New Jersey. Oh, my God. So this New Jersey vice principal of a middle school and his wife were having a shit fit at an outdoor eatery. It's called like the the, the swinging lantern or something like, like that. Fred and his Fred and Esther. Fred, I'm no, sorry. it's it's Michael and Lisa Smaro from New Jersey. No, and, no, no. I was going to say the name oh. of the name of the business. It's oh, like, OK. But anyways, it all starts out. They're having a nice little afternoon lunch, clearly after they were at some sort of renaissance festival. And <laughs> and the woman, the wife, the wife, you know, takes it upon herself to, first of all, be like the, you know, the, the gender identity police and whether or not uh, this person that went to use the bathroom was actually, you know, transgender, whatever. She started having a fit, calling it out, 
being like, that's a man in the women's restroom and then screaming and getting exceedingly more angry about this person, this private citizen, this customer using the bathroom. And then when basically the restaurant owner, wait staff and other customers were like, hey, lady, shut up. You're wrong. Stop spewing hate. You know, maybe you should be cut off and leave like which was great. The whole restaurant was not tolerant of it, but they got more and more mad, of course, because Karen's going to Karen and she was with a Michael. So it was a Michael and a Karen together, which is a killer combo. Then, you know, she got up and started like, oh, you're videotaping me. Well, you're either born a woman or you're born a man at birth. And then she was, you know, she was the gender police. It was amazing. And then her husband throws a beer at the people at the diners who are videotaping them saying like stop spewing your transphobic hate get out of here and then he's identified as a middle school vice principal so he's under under investigation right now but truly i mean i i hate to bring up that this is you know of course happening but to me the silver lining is new jersey which believe it or not not the most woke part of the country is pretty much the diners, the staff, and the owner were all like, there is no room for your shenanigans here. Yeah, yeah. I read a separate article that quoted the server as saying, like, you know, I'll get my I'll go get my manager. And she was like, There's a there's a man in the women's restroom. And she was like, I don't have a problem with that. You are the one that has a problem with that. So well, you right. should probably go. You need to go. You need to go. Clearly, this is very upsetting to you. Everyone else is having a nice. Th- this is the thing is we I was dying posting those videos of um the, the retail guy who's like, every time I come here, my order's messed up. And then he goes, maybe you're the problem. Maybe you're yeah. the one messing it up. And uh-huh. um, which, you know, it's like everyone else is fine. Look inward. Look in the mirror, okay? Uh-huh. Just go. Like, no one else is in an uproar. And, you know, and it, it sucks because I, I, it's just like we don't have time uh, at a restaurant where people are drinking to educate and correct this woman who's so deeply lost in her beliefs. Sometimes all we have time to do is pick up our, our camera phone and shame them. And then they get shamed and learn you know, when they have to issue a statement of apology and then maybe be like, was that wrong? Was that right, wrong? Right. And then Take maybe her back do- to the Ren fan, throw tomatoes well, at her. That's my favorite <laughs> thing is, OK, so she's sitting there with a flower crown on her Karen head looking like a New Jersey trash like mall wife. And he's got on like a little like Robin of Sherwood fucking mm-hmm. Robin Hood hat on his head. He looks like fucking Pinocchio and yeah. also wearing a Superman t-shirt. Yeah, I and thought he was, uh, I thought he was like wearing like an old like military like cap if- before I read that they just come from a run fair when I first saw the footage. Right, and she's sitting here going like, pick one, either you're a man or a woman. And I'm like, well, you guys can't choose if you're House Stark or Lannister. Like fucking, right. they're like, you two of all crazy people spewing about the way anyone should be right now. I know it's when just, you. I know when you just came from like a rent fair with a bunch of nerds who probably feel exactly the opposite that you do, just like everybody at this restaurant. And the thing is, is gender neutral restroom laws have been in place yes. all over the country for like years at this point, right? 
and, and and I did a little research and they definitely have the like whoever wants to use it can use it situation. And you're just fucking peeing, man. Like that's what I'm just like when does like having to take a dump become someone being a sexual predator? You know, like when is and that's what ugh, and we don't have to get so deep in that. I know, I know, but she it's stinks. just she stinks yeah. and it's just been debunked over and over and over again. And it's the most damaging, lazy opinion to hold, which because it, it helps you from having to examine your hatred and your inability to have empathy for someone going through an experience that you aren't personally going through to yeah. just use the blanket worry that because someone who has transitioned from male to female is in there and wants to touch you, Karen, get the fuck out of here. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. No one wants to touch you, Karen, okay? And stop using that lazy excuse. It's statistically proven in general that not only are not gay men or women any more like any likely at all actually to be child abusers it is typically white cis straight pretending men and it's definitely not transgender people so get off your high horse and take take a look at your husband karen that's statistically who is going to be a child predator i'm dead i'm dead ass serious prove me wrong okay prove me wrong but i'm just i'm so tired of that lazy ass weak fake hateful defense about why someone who has who has changed their gender uh, shouldn't be in a bathroom. It's all fucking lies and not no, based I on agree. a true statistic. It's, so fu- it's super, it's fucking over it. I mean, we should, yeah, it's, it's all ridiculous. Take your flower uh. crown off, Karen. <laughs> fucking God. Sorry. That one. Anyways, shall we read some server submitted story? Yes. Here we go. This one's coming at us from our neighbor in the north, Canada. Okay. Hello, ladies. A neighbor from the north in Canada here. I manage at a restaurant that is of the Mongolian grill kind. (laughs) For any listener who doesn't know what that is, it is a flat top grill in the middle of the restaurant where guests choose their own ingredients and our cooks grill their food in front of them. This pandemic has been a real change since our provincial mandates haven't allowed buffet or buffet-style restaurants, which we've talked about, um, to operate like normal, and that's understandable. So she says, we've been operating by way of a checklist-style order form over the last year, kind of like when you do a sushi or like a tapenaki or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So guests fill out the menu uh, sheet, which allows them to customize what ingredients they want and then our staff assembles and makes the bowls for them. Sort of sounds like a restaurant <laughs> when you order <laughs> off a menu. Anyways, that in itself has been an issue with assholes who think the pandemic is just one huge inconvenience to them and throw a fit when they realize they can't make the food themselves. I've seen grown men throw tantrums and storm out of the restaurant before they've even stepped foot inside because, quote unquote, you don't make the food the way I like to make my food. <laughs> I, people are blowing my mind today. People are just whatever. It's like, isn't that called stay at home and you can have it how you like it? Have it your way? Have it your way, Kevin. Okay. So our province's current regulations allow for dine-in at restaurants, but tables must be same household only. 
Good luck with that. Okay. You also have to wear a mask upon entering the restaurant and are only to take it off once seated at your table. Very customary, similar to dining here in America. And no, walking to the bathroom doesn't make you exempt from this mask rule, although unsurprisingly, many douchebags seem to think it does. So, (laughs) last night a table walked in and uh, a table walked in of two guys who had their masks all the way down under their chins. They looked like the Wish.com version of Cheech and Chong and smelled like they hadn't bathed since pre-pandemic times. Oh, dear. Oh, interesting. She's like, the first guy was wearing a Mexican poncho that looked like it had been fished out of a dumpster and on one foot was a shoe and the other foot a sandal. Oh, boy. The other guy was sweaty and had no eye. Um, Okay. So she means he was missing an eye. I reluctantly got them sat and explained how it worked. After explaining no less than three times that they could not make their own food, they filled the menu forms out and we got their bowls all made up. The, the one eye guy kept leaving his seat to come up to me at the grill to bark orders as I made his food. And each time I had to tell him to pull his mask up as he did so. Oh, God. Once his food was made and dropped off to him, he kept bringing his bowl back up to the grill counter to add the finishing sauces and other fixins that only our staff were allowed to handle. Oh, God. Okay. On top of having to tell the one-eye guy to pull his mask up, I also had to explain several times that I have to handle the sauce bottles for him. He also kept getting up in between bites to wander around outside in the parking lot. She's like, thank God the restaurant wasn't busy because these guys were a nightmare to serve and also babysit. Eventually, these assholes finished up, paid, and left a giant mess for the server and I to clean up. It looked like a busload of toddlers had come to eat and throw food at each other. Oh, God. I, I told you, we've been in quarantine for a year. and We've really yeah. lost all of our social skills. Yeah. Sometimes I'm putting on one sandal and one shoe. <laughs> I have so many more horror stories for a different email, but I want to thank you ladies for all you do. Stay safe and here's to hoping the vaccine becomes available to all Canadians sooner rather than later. Godspeed yes, and good tips and wear your fucking mask, B. Oi. Yeah, that's just an exhausting. um, (laughs) Yeah, that's so exhausting. I would even. Oh, man. The fact that they just still let people like fill it out as opposed to even just being like, here's like five options now. This is all you get. Like what a thing to navigate. I think we've talked about Mongolian girls in the past. I'm sure we have and how like fucking insane they are. Well, right. Yeah. And people yeah. don't know how to make food. And so it's exactly. always, it's like, like if you want to, oh, I'm sorry. I like to ruin my food myself. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. I do believe cheddar cheese is, is an integral flavor in Szechuan. Ah, uh, yeah. And peanut butter as well. Cheese and peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> it really is like stay home, Darren. Um, my gosh. And just like like we've heard over and over again during this pandemic, it's not just serving. It's been full-time babysitting customers. It's such an extra layer of like, please put your mask up. Please put it on when yeah. you go to the bathroom. Could you yeah. please stay in your section at your table and stop yeah. wandering around? Like- I know. I know. It is. And, you know, I know people who are teaching preschool and teaching like toddlers right now and those those toddlers don't have any problems keeping their masks on all day from what I hear. It's totally fine with them. Go away. Oh, boy. Well, next story, shall we? Um, oh, yes. All right. So 
I always thought one of the weirdest things about bartending was that the shots are different everywhere you go. Even common, common ones have a slightly different recipe all over the country. This is one of my favorite of all time, so I hope some bartender somewhere hears this story and uses it on someone who deserves it. <laughs> the Blue Wave. A shot that can really only be used in certain instances and requires serious discretion. We usually got requests for it for boys' 21st birthdays, and that is the occasion for this particular story. This kid was turning 21 and being just belligerently drunk. He kept demanding another shot, despite everyone else assuring them that he did not need any more. <laughs> he was being so pushy and annoying, going as far as cornering me in the server station away from his friends to convince me. Gross. Wow, my. I was about to kick him out when his friend walked by on his way to the bathroom. I suggested buying the birthday boy a blue wave. His buddy was all in. <laughs> <laughs> I arrived at the table and delivered instructions on how to execute this two-part shot. You shout, give me the blue, and I hand you the first shot. And then you shout, give me the wave, and I hand you the second shot. Give me the blue, he exclaimed, and I gave him a shot of a UV blue, and he took it like a champ. Give me the wave, he bellowed, and I threw the second shot, which is just a cup of water, directly into his face. <laughs> ah, ah, so good. Luckily, if someone feels comfortable buying this shot for their friend, they know they'll react appropriately. He laughed it off. They all joked about the splash helping to sober him up, and then they tipped me heavily heavily for creativity and participation. Here's a video attached uh, of someone receiving a blue wave, which we'll definitely post on social media. Um, this isn't that specific instance, but it's a good example for you guys to laugh at. Love you forever. Talk to you later, Gabby. Oh. oh, fuck yeah. Hell. I love a prank. Yes, it's just so good, especially when your friends are in on it. And it's yeah. So, oh, like, these are those occasions when, as a server, you get away with throwing water in someone's oh face God. and you get this tipped is for so it. so fun. I love it so much. Um, Gabby, you're the best. Uh, B, you're the best. You guys, as always, please send us those uh, server-submitted stories. We're still looking for a whole fresh batch. Fresh uh, batch. I, I think her. she sent us two different emails, and I think yes. one of her subject lines was, heard you dry down there. And <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, yeah, we need to moisten up, uh, replenish, if you will, the, the server-submitted story stack. That's right. Um, we know it may be busy out there for you guys with the world is opening back up when you have time. If you've been sitting on a chestnut, send it our way at a sideworkpod at gmail.com. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Okay, guys, uh, getting into the topic of the day. Today we're, we're going to finally talk about bakeries, Brooke. 
Yes. And like, let's be clear. They are not a coffee shop that sells no. baked goods. They are their own crazy workplace with its yeah. own set of customers, its own protocol, its own wild hours. It is a different type of service industry. Um, backbreaking work. Let's be honest. Real hard. Real, real hard work. And also fucking ancient work, Brooke. Ancient. Bread is life. Bread is life. Yes, Um, bread is life. Baked goods have been around for thousands of years, according to Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) The art of baking was developed early in the Roman Empire. Um, It was a highly famous art as far as, you know... Roman citizens were concerned because they loved the baked goods and demanded them frequently for feasts and weddings. And because of it, basically, like they you had to have the mills to grind the flour and the grains. And then because they were like, ever somebody else do this. We can't just do this in our own homes. And so the art of baking was born. Bakeries were were born in 168 B.C. in Rome. Can you believe it? That's a long time ago since bread's been around. Is that I why have, is that I why am. there are brands called ancient grains? Oh yeah, that's why, Brooke. You nailed it. Okay. <laughs> um, the desire for baked goods promoted baking throughout Europe and expanded into parts of Asia. I assume, you know, as we get the spi- the old spice trail happens and people are like traveling from here to there selling their goods, like the 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 art of bread baking just went along with it. Uh, not to mention, obviously, all the bread that like came out of like the Middle East area too. So it's been happening forever. Um, Kata, 1660, when pastry was invented, the same year as whipped cream, because oh. duh. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, yeah, that's a real that's a real um, meat cute of ingredients. I must say, <laughs> that's when stuff got very like 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 let them eat cake, David. I've Absolutely. been watching a lot of Shit's Creek. Uh. I do think Marie Antoinette would like totally be like an Alexis, be like an Alexis or a Moira, one hundred. <laughs> Um, I know that's quite the jump from 168 BC to 1660, but you know, we're not a bread show. We're just talking about bakeries today. Um, we, I will go to sliced bread being invented in 1928 though. So, you know, that's when the more conveniences, I think maybe some art started to be lost at that point with the conveniences and, uh, industrial fucking revolution that destroyed this country and the environment. Oh God. (laughs) I know. Right. Like everything is like carbs are, are the reason you're going to die young you know bread is killing us we decided to slice this bread for you since you'll be working a 16-hour work shift uh, every day well (laughs) I mean like bread is like when you think and we'll we'll get into like the actual job current day version of it but it is every time you've watched like a period piece or you know, people on an epic journey with their yeah, cloth, yeah. with their cloth, M- with a Middle st- Earth, hello. exactly, <laughs> and like a stump of bread, and you're like, oh, that's all they've got, but it, it tastes so good to them, and it's just you better make it last. Yeah, gotta make that bread last, and I mean, like it's in all the Jesus fables, mm-hmm. um, you know. <laughs> he's he's big for bread. People know totally. him for his bread stories, <laughs> and. Oh, yeah. But I mean, it it really is that it and it is like a most prized possession because of how you can, 
you know, you could have a big, thick, fluffy, crusty, dense bread, or if you have to make your dough lighter, you know, that's maybe where you get more of like a thin pita or, you know, so a flatbread, like a Mm -hmm. flatbread, you know, 11 bread, if you will. Exactly. They're all so anyways, I mean, but people like it is a part of life, honestly, and every culture has their version of it. Um, and everyone's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs about bread and hence bakeries are just about a part of everyday fucking life. When you think of someone like, I'm going to the market this morning and you need your proteins, some vegetables, some fruits, and like, you're always grabbing some bread, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, you know, even before that, it was like, everything was separated. So you had like your butcher, your baker, you have Mm -hmm. like your veggie hawker, like all that stuff. But like what we're, we're laying the groundwork for this being like uh, what everybody does. <laughs> Rook, did you ever work in a bakery? I mean, as close to it as yes, like a, ba- a bagel bakery. I mean, whatever you want to call that, like a yes. bagel factory. Um, So a Brugger's 100% worked there and we had crazy killer shifts. I was not one of the bakers. But um, I, I learned how to do it and they would let me throw them into the uh, the boiling water every once in a while. But That's so fun. It was pretty fun. There's a magical alchemy that happens to make a delicious bagel. And uh, also what James and I have spoken about, we worked in a bakery restaurant hybrid, which right. we worked hand in hand. We shared our kitchen with the bakery staff and our little nook, which was for basically the the kitchen staff and the servers and our serving station and it's like all day you'd smack into you know like Allison our friend who was a baker and had a very different job than us it's like we'd come in to start our shift at seven in the morning and she was like on her fourth cup of coffee because she (laughs) comes in at like four in the morning to start her shift Absolutely. Um, and we have so much of this to dive into, but I I worked at a place called the Lithuanian Bakery in Omaha, Nebraska, which oh, I've yes. talked about before. Oh, yes. Which is a little bit of an Omaha institution. Um, and it was bakery slash little like cafe um, known for their bread, which they have this like insane sourdough rye. Like who doesn't want to eat that bread? Um, shove it in your face. And then the Lithuanian tort, which is like this crazy, like layered <laughs> custard apricot. Yes. You've, pie. You, I yeah. think in one of our very early episodes, you talked about sneaking into the bathroom yeah. <laughs> with an entire piece and shoving it in your mouth. Yep. I did do that. Uh, yeah, I was sneak. I mean, when you work at a bakery and there's sweets around and you've never done it before, you're like, I'm going to shove it all in my face as much as possible. Like it's very real. Um, I would assume working at Sal Marie or Brugger's, in fact, that you're just like, yes, I eat carbs all day. Thank all you. day. <laughs> I mean, I, I have a story about my time working there which was a wild one, even, you know, I I don't think I've ever had a job that wasn't surrounded in controversy of some sort. (laughs) Is it me? Maybe I need to look inward. (laughs) Anyways, uh, but it was one of those jobs where your little uniform stops fitting after a few months. Um, my, my, My disgusting khakis that I had to wear and the, you know, the work administered red itchy PK or whatever peak polo red shirt that you have to put on. Like my tits were exploding out of there and my little gut. <laughs> I was I mean, if you work in a bakery, g- get ready. You will have a muffin top. You know, yeah. it them's yeah. the rules. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. 
Um, you know, your hair will turn into sticky buns if you, I don't know, like <laughs> it will be a lot. You'll but just I be got, like a, but I mean, like, think about it, you know, too, it was like the mid nineties. None of us understood yet that carbs were the reason we were all gigantic, <laughs> uh, Midwesterners, you know, like not every, every meal was like pizza, pasta, sandwich. And then I was working at the, at the bagel spot. And so you'd come in and have a delicious hot out of the oven bagel with cream cheese for breakfast and then that's what you'd have a bagel sandwich for your lunch before you left and then you would like take old bagels (laughs) home all I would eat (laughs) and give them to your friends and you guys would get high and drunk and like eat bagels yep um You said it. Well, let's just like, let's like jump into like the rhythm and like check off all the points of like, you know, ranting on what it's like to work in a bakery. You already touched on this a little bit, but like having early hours, right? So um, if you're a baker, you get up, I don't know, I'm saying 5 a.m. on like early mornings, maybe just to open the place, but like the bakers get there even before that so like you're probably walking into work while like bars are closing I would imagine well 100% because we also have to you know um, consider which is a huge part of it now like if uh, early morning breakfast or well known um, brunch spot highlights the fact that they serve your bread they have to be able to come either pick up their order or it has to be delivered well in time for them to be prepping their early morning shifts. So yes, yes, you're you're like the early, early shift so that you can have bread for the other restaurants as well. That are for the other early delivered guys. Yeah, it's a whole system. Yeah. How do you think you're gonna get that delicious tartine bread on your plate with mm. your salad? Bub and grandma's. <laughs> um, I will say I have I have hangry customers on here, and I think this goes for just the early morning rush. Although I think it's tamed down a little bit more at bakeries because I feel like if people are popping in for their like morning pastry, like they maybe have more of a rhythm um involved with their regulars, but you still get those like I don't know you assholes in line, you know. <laughs> I mean, just in general, you know, I we've we've spoken about it just either working brunch or I mean, I truly was a breakfast waitress. It wasn't brunch. You know, it's a very different crowd when you serve people breakfast. Breakfast shift is like, yes, you know what to do. Like you before they even sit down, you are filling their coffee up for them and just putting it on the table. You don't ask. That's why a lot of breakfast and diner spots have mugs on the table so that the first thing you're doing as a waiter is you flip them and you walk over with a carafe. And that's how you keep the baby from not crying. (laughs) I'm saying... (laughs) I'm so, also thinking about like 24 hour donut places. Yeah. You know, oh, that God. like <laughs> I'm thinking of like Tangerine, you know, the movie Tangerine in Hollywood where there's this donut place everybody goes to like around the clock and how it's just like a, and and even 24 hour donut places are like social. It's a lot of social activity. Like cops hang out there. Like they might all meet there at like 2 a.m. to like be on their break together. You're getting drunk people coming in. It's a that's a that's a crazy fun. It's a weird world. Yeah. Um, And and the thing too is like, you know, America is very much like we love our eggs, you know, we're European country. It's like everyone is like, no, 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 it's strong coffee and a pastry or a biscuit. Mm You know, Mm -hmm. that's what we do. That's how we start our day. So, I mean, like, we're just even, we're covering, like, the American version of pastries because it's just a way bigger deal in Europe. Um, 
But yeah, so, but in general, you're, yeah, like you said, you're dealing with low blood sugar, hangry assholes first thing in the morning. <laughs> and you, like, you do have to get them that little bite sized something so that they will shut up, you know? I think a lot of people, too, are like, um, you know, people being such creatures of habit that, like, people who come into bakeries, they get like the same exact thing every single day when they come in. I'm very much guilty in, in, like, in the most, pleasurable way of just being like, yes, I need an omelet croissant and an Americano. And like, here's a tip. I love you. Bye. You know <laughs> what? Yeah. I mean, there was a time and place where that was a little more my palate. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, it's easier for me. I want to sit down with it and have a delicious coffee, which, um, yeah, because otherwise I'm never just going out for a pastry. Like for me, it's hand in hand. So we're kind of getting into coffee shop territory a little bit, even though bakeries can serve coffee. It's sort yes. of one of those weird things sometimes where if the bakery is the main show, the coffee right. can be such an afterthought sometimes. Oh my God, it's the worst. Um, Bad coffee. But there and well, there are a lot of like, you know, hybrid situations uh, happening these days too. And that's, we know when you're talking about working at Cafe Sel Marie, where it's mm-hmm. very much half and half and like the cafe and bakery. Right. right and that's right. like the sign you see so much. Right. Um, and even bakeries who might not be restaurant or cafe, but specifically on the weekends, they open for a brunch situation or a modified brunch situation, right. which is like changes the whole vibe and can I ugh, I don't know I feel like I would say far away on days like that well that this is when it's it's like the I like these workers truly do it all it's yeah. backbreaking um you know because not only are you doing your output for the in-house customers there's so much takeaway because you're just dealing with two different types of customers and that's how it used to be in cafe Saint Marie all the time is Sometimes you were afraid you were like getting a crazy rush in the dining room, but it was just the people rushing the bakery. Oh, yeah. Um, But then also navigating between customers waiting in line who have no awareness of the fact that you were holding a tray, trying to go get pastry, dessert or coffee for your tables in the dining. So like it's a mess. It's a fucking mess. (laughs) Um, When you work at a bakery, you're on your feet all day in a different way than you are. Well, sure. Right. You are you are getting people their bakers dozens, you know, Um, you you do not. There is no. Um, hiding in a server station for people who work in a bakery. And like having to like crawl into a display case to like (laughs) grab the very specific (laughs) fucking whatever pastry that like your customer is like, no, I want that one. I want that one. That's the one I want Um, is a whole thing. (laughs) I mean, because we have, you know, we have people write in all the time about, you know, customers who are bakery customers or they're like, I want like that woman named Linda or something who's like, I want a chocolate chip cookie with the least amount of chocolate chips. Count them. (laughs) If there are too many, I'll know, you know, and you're just like, oh, like bakeries really invite a completely different element of the community. Absolutely. (laughs) Into into your service section. Oh, God. Um, So not only being on your feet, but like, have you seen how small of an area that like people have to work in behind these counters? Like you're on your feet and you're cramped quarters. And if you're anywhere where it's busy, it's just like behind around. Here's the thing. Not to mention like huge hot trays full of fresh pastries being like 
dumped into bins? Was it like that at Brugger's? So there would be the display case, you know, if you also like if you didn't want to get it, it was just such a mess. There was merchandise everywhere, a lot of moving pieces. So there were the cases then that people would come attack for like quick on the go. They'd get um like two dozen and then get a bunch of containers of cream cheese to go. Mm -hmm. And then you'd get in trouble if you weren't keeping the display case stocked. You'd have to go and do quick inventories and then do backbreaking carts of all this crap you had to put back in there. So, you know, it's probably not unlike working in a Starbucks too because they have that grab and go case which people ravage. Yeah, and were there the big like the big silver like stainless steel bins that would dump all the hot bagels into like behind oh, you see at bagel places absolutely but um but baskets you know and it just yeah. de- it just depends and everything had to be you know because you can't be dumping your everything into where the raisin bagels are oh, hello we cannot no. have what is this that is fucking, a that is a gone? maelstrom uh, of flavor that, that no one's asking parallel for. universe i don't want to be a part of yeah, they do not sure. you know um i'm like getting I, i'm getting so many weird feelings but <laughs> i think the other thing that you have to handle as well is like you're very busy. You have to work fast. But especially if we're talking about like some torts, some pies, some cakes also or bread, like this stuff is hot coming out yeah. of the oven. You right. have to handle it like it is fragile glass or artwork to yeah. get it safely into its home to maybe I mean, it transfer is. it. It is yeah. artwork. <laughs> and also just the dead, empty eyes of people who are like, so all the biscuits are gone and you're like, yeah, they're gone. Do you yeah. see them? Right. You got to You know, you snooze, you lose, buddy. There's That's- some aggressive fucking behavior when it comes to people to, to people who patronize bakeries. Like if, yeah, the early bird gets the worm or the fucking baguette in this case is what I, know, I like, will say. Like some dick who's rolling in at 1030 in the morning. And you're like, yeah, I've been here since <laughs> four. The biscuits were gone at seven. Um, yeah, you know. So they're uh, like, "All right, fine. I guess I'll just I'll clear out what you have of the honey wheat." <laughs> they're there's so an angry. amazing. Uh, there's an amazing French bakery in uh, Toluca Lake called Lou French on the Block. Um, and through the pandemic, they they really only open like two or three days a week now. And so the line, it, and you know, you can't go in. It's a tiny little place to begin with. There would be a line anyway. Um, but like I'll get up and I, it's been a minute, but I, I'll like get up and get out of bed at 7 a.m. to get in line just so. And, and by the time I leave, the line is like 20 or 30 deep and people just standing on line. And when I get there, just saying it's like when there has been mornings I've been there and like everyone's speaking French in line. And I'm like, oh, I'm mm. fucking do I'm doing it right. I'm, I'm doing it right, Brooke. That's <laughs> I mean, the, the closest I can compare it to is not understanding what the big deal is about portos and then being caught oh. off guard. Well, no, I do now. But yeah, when it's like, I'm just going to pop in and get something real quick. to, t- And it's like, no, you're not. No, yeah. you're not. It's a, it's a 30 situation. minute line. <laughs> you're not popping in to get something. It is never not crawling with people. Yeah. We're talking about this amazing Cuban bakery here in the city called Porto's. That is like a fucking treasure trove. Like it's a huge deal. Not only do they have like delicious Cubanos and po- like potato balls and all the delicious Cuban things you can get. 
The bakery case is probably like half a mile long. I, um, they, they must have in full swing pre-pandemic mode. I would say no less than probably 30 counter workers at any given time. Like I mean, it's a well-oiled machine. It, it really um, is. It's it's a wild place. And it is when, a round the clock operation. It's yeah. And, and when you just paint that picture of that many employees working there and you still wait for 30 minutes, that tells you how popular and busy and delicious this place is. Oh, yeah. Um, and right, I people do, like, even <laughs> Ken talking about that guy, that Italian guy who flipped out that the potato balls or something were gone. And he goes, I, I just really like them. Um, you know, know. people get out. so butthurt. It, and I get it. You have it in your head that you want this thing, this idea of it, and then you don't get it. I get it, but... Fucking got to get your shit together and get you got to get it together. Every day at a bakery is Black Friday. Okay, so um, I I was looking up the take a ticket machines earlier. Oh God! Um, just to see if they had like a specific name. No, they're just called like take a take a number machine. Deli deli tickets yeah, or bake yeah, but bakery, bakery is very very well known yes. to get mm-hmm. online for. Um, and ever since then, every pop up ad on my screen is for those machines. <laughs> Oh, God, yeah, because we were going to buy one, Internet. Way to go, algorithm. <laughs> Jesus. It would be like a funny nostalgic thing to have like in your kitchen, maybe. But uh, I I was I mean, so many memories of like holding those numbers or calling out someone's number right, at the same time. Right. You know, and for people, it is a race to be like, oh, that I'm going to like quick step so I can get three steps ahead of that person. So I get the number before them. Um, People, you make it a competition by having that machine, I think is what it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) You know, and then you have on our document here, like, you know, the weekend warriors. And I can attest to how different is it different. It is you've got your commuters on a Monday through Friday. Yeah. We are all like like the weeks, you know, the weekday and week morning staff. We know our regulars. We know what they want. There's a lot of anticipation. You just nail it. You know, everyone is in a flow together. And then the weekend rolls through and it's someone who keeps going, everyone get in here. Hi, Hi. my family's in for the weekend. So what do you guys do? Yeah, this is what you guys need to get. This is what I get. Not to mention a lot of like really well-established bakeries or, you know, neighborhood community. I mean, everybody has their own neighborhood bakery they love. They might do very specific things just on weekends, which throws everything for a loop because you have like people who don't know how to behave and like four more things to navigate, you know? Yes. Right. And then, like you mentioned, this might be the days also when the owner is like, we're also a restaurant, you know, and it's like, oh, yeah. God. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, not OK. Let's just say it. Holidays. Oh, fuck. Oh, Christ. This is when you do get the aggression and the cursing and like like the the husband who it's like he had one thing to do and that was to like order the pie or the whatever. <laughs> he hasn't done it. Then he calls and starts screaming. He's like, what do you mean you can't just make another one? I'm going to get a divorce. Like, like you know. Yeah. I'm also going to say holidays is also birthdays at this. You know. <laughs> well, yes. Holidays, birthdays, any any big event where there's that one person in the family who's 
definitely going to drop the ball. Flub it up. Flub it up. I mean, not to mention all the many, many uh, hilarious like BuzzFeed li- Buzzfeed listings or all the lists of like photos of like accidental flubs on font on cakes. I <laughs> adore. <laughs> oh, I mean, who doesn't who doesn't want that? Um, you know, and I think at the end of it is like working in a bakery is just a goddamn mess, Brooke. Well, yes, it's you know like because because when it all comes together perfectly, it's chemistry that tastes yep. delicious um science science <laughs> but the fallout is you do go home covered in icing flour yeah like it's a, you know maybe there's a lot of cornmeal in your shoes which we understand can be a good thing for some for some people they choose to do that or it's put it true on it's true if you want to do like a little bit of like a gregory hines like shuffle if you're tap dancing um, you know, you might be attracting more bees than you normally do after getting off a shift at a bakery. No big yeah. deal. But I mean, like these these folks, they are your like third shift people. They work, you know, the bakers themselves and the people who open the bakeries like it's a lifestyle. And I've done it. You get you get into the flow. You just kind of learn that you're probably, especially if you're young, you're like, hey, these are just the days of the week when I go to work on about three to four hours of sleep and then mm-hmm. I just take a big nap when I go home. It's true. And I repeat the cycle. <laughs> um, There's such good stuff, though, about, you know, bakeries. And I think we already kind of. Yeah, the, the product. The, <laughs> yeah, the product. Delicious fucking goodness. Like where you can't. I don't bake. I didn't bake in quarantine. No. I tried to make no. bread. It didn't go well. There's a few things I can execute well. But like that's where I leave it to the experts to, <laughs> to like scratch that itch for me you know like i don't have time to laminate croissant dough i don't have time for that i need the experts of precision to do it brooke oh my (sighs) god and i just remembered that down the street from me in brooklyn at one of my old spots in south park slope i think it was called uh girasol Mirasol Mm -hmm. or girasol it was a bakery it was a mexican bakery so all of your classic you know Mexican party cookies, wedding pandaria. It was a panadaria, right? Panadaria, yes. But at night, they also turned on a flat top and made tortas and tacos. And so that was that was something I could get down with. I was like, (laughs) like the hairs on my head just stood up a little bit. Oh yeah, we oh yeah, wasted at three in the morning and go into a panaderia, uh, and then also maybe get like a sugar laden cookie to go with our. Tacos Yum. that we were taking. Home. I love so savory. I love savory pastry. I love a savory pastry situation. Um, but I just think like being a part of the community, right? Like, um, just offering like different neighborhoods, different ethnicities, having their take on it, or just being that like amazing neighborhood joint that like brings all sorts of people together to fucking eat sweets. It's a really beautiful thing. Well, that we said at the beginning has like stood the test of time. This has been happening forever. Forget it. Yeah, because the other side of my neighborhood was all the Italian bakeries where you're going to get your breads. You're going to get your little beautiful cookies mm-hmm. with amaretto. Mm-hmm. You're getting your affogato. You're getting all, <laughs> all the all the neighborhood mafia. And I'm not kidding. Stand outside literally drinking out of one tiny espresso cup all fucking day because it's their license to just hang out there and smoke. 
And it's just like, it's such a vibe. It's such a thing. And I told you it's the first time like in an Italian bakery that I'd ever truly tried a cannoli and my mind was expanded. And I was like, hell yeah, baby. Good cannoli does change your life in a way. Yes, it does. Um, well, gosh, you guys, please send us your bakery stories if you have them. If you've I worked like we- in them, they're such a specific part of the service industry. I have to say, there's like a lot of respect. You're not allowed. I mean, like, I'm not saying you can't sneak a flask into work, but it's just not that type of work environment. <laughs> no. You guys are like the OG, the warriors, you know. This is this is a yeah. this is a really yeah. tough and um, specific t- line of work. I would imagine most of you don't have any hair left on your arms uh, because of the oven. Well, you know, Aaliyah, like our our dear friend Aaliyah is yeah. a pastry chef. And, you know, she wears her oven rack scars and stripes on her arms very, very proudly. So great. Um, I want bread and pastry now. I know I'm hungry. Um, I haven't had breakfast yet. <laughs> um, well, you guys, thanks for listening. Brooke, you know what we say at the end of every episode. Oh, Godspeed. And good tips. Good health, everybody. We will talk to you again next week.